something my grandfather used to tell me all the time is that I'm so much stronger than I give myself credit for. I'm, I'm so much stronger than I think. So I just tell myself this that. This is where you're meant to be. Like, I know it. I've never My best self is better than every single person who's going to walk on that platform that night. Gosh, man, that was, was a moment that changed my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. Journey to a better you starts right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly, and on this one, I am joined by Haley Riker. Haley is a 49-kilo weightlifter out of Garage Strength. She is just coming off a silver medal performance at the Pan Am Championships a couple months back, so it was cool to get her on to talk all things weightlifting. I feel like we've had a bunch of weightlifters on the podcast recently. One of the reasons for that is that the Olympics are going on. So it's cool to just pick the brains of some high-level lifters. I hope you guys have been enjoying this. I think you're really going to enjoy hearing from Haley. Everything from mindset to how she approaches competition and just what she does outside of the gym as well. So I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you do as well. So I think it'd be cool if we just start at the beginning. I I just want to know, I mean, everyone who follows you on Instagram now, you see where you're at in the sport, but what was it like when you first got in it? How long have you been training for? So I've been competing for about eight years now. Yeah, I did my first comp in the summer of 2013. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. My coach had no idea what he was doing, so it was just a kind of like a free-for-all. Um, it's just weird looking back and seeing how much progress like we both made, Dane and I, like him as a coach, me as the athlete, because I would have never thought that I'd be making international teams, meddling at national meets, meddling at international meets eight years ago. Like I had no idea what I was doing. So what was it? Like when you walked into the gym, did you even know weightlifting was a sport or did you just kind of show up and like, I, did, I just don't really know the origin story. So like fill us in on what that was like in the, in the early years of garage strength. Well, do you want to know how I got started? Cause that was when it like weightlifting, that's when Dane got into like coaching weightlifting. Yeah. He, yeah. Tell us. So he was more of like sports training and then he coached throwing athletes like shot put and discus in track and field so my brother was going to dane to train for football and he also got coached by dane for throwing shot put and he dane like loves the olympic lifts he loves having like every athlete do especially like the clean and then like jerk separate um to help with like explosiveness or i, I don't i'm not a coach so i don't really know i am just do what i'm told um but he had my brother do Olympic lifts and then decided you know Tanner you're really good at this so like do a competition and my brother Tanner did a competition and he made I think like junior nationals and then went on to junior nationals and he got like fourth like first time ever and everybody and their freaking mother was like Haley you have to do it too like genetics if he's good at it you're gonna be good at it too and I was like what is weightlifting like why do I have to wear a singlet like I'm not getting up in front of all these people and wearing a singlet um but at the time I was training with Dane just like 
kind of for fun, like to just do like workouts. I tried throwing for like two days. It didn't work out. And then slowly Dane would just force me to do Olympic lifting workouts. Like every day I would get there and he's like, oh, put your lifting shoes on. Like you're lifting today. And it was like, oh, no. But he eventually convinced me to do a local competition. And then we did youth nationals. And that's how it all happened. I was just kind of like forced <laughs> into it, but I ended up really enjoying it. So I stuck Were you it out doing any other sports in the past or you were just training for, you know, just trying to get in shape? I ran track in middle school, but you know, like you do it for fun in middle school. I wasn't good at all. I was probably the slowest person on the team. <laughs> um, so like I was training with Dane to get faster, but I mean, I wasn't any good at that. And I don't think I had any potential in track. Um, but I, I wasn't into sports um, as a kid. Like I tried a few things, but I, I was into dancing. Like I would go to dance classes. I did that for a while and I gave that up. And then I tried track because all my friends did it and started going to Danes and then I started lifting. Yeah, I feel like track's that sport in high school that people if and no offense but like people normally who get cut from like the baseball team or the lacrosse team or football or whatever they go out to the track team and just kind of hang out and you you hear the stories of people doing cross country and like hiding in the woods when they're they're (laughs) supposed to do like a five mile run and they end up running like a mile and then just kind of chilling until the practice is over yeah I mean it was middle school so like no one took it serious it was just like for fun and I was like oh shoot in high school like they actually well first off I did hurdles and I found out in high school they raised the hurdles like um (laughs) no thank you like I can barely get them over now get over them now like but they took it way too seriously in high school I was like I'm not I'm not good enough I I wouldn't even run I would just I'd be like the manager of the team probably have you always been competitive like when when you started getting into weightlifting were you like actually wanting to compete like I know you did your first local competition but was it like something where you're like I need to be good at something or like what was kind of the motivation I don't I think like I had like a little bit of competitiveness to me but I mean it was my first competition so I didn't really know what to expect um but I definitely am competitive now um and a perfectionist um like every little detail has to be perfect but I don't know I mean that first competition like I definitely I was just like I don't know what to expect I mean I competed as a 53 and I weighed in at like 48 flat so like I had absolutely no idea what I was doing because I didn't weigh myself at all leading up to that meet I'm sure that grew though like the competitiveness grew after that I'm I think I got like fourth or fifth so then it was like I want to get better and I remember these two girls Olivia Perez and Aaron Amos who they both don't lift anymore they were I don't know if they were in the 48 or 53 but they were going back and forth breaking national records and like I I was done lifting at that point so I was just watching them but I was like this is like so cool like they're breaking records and I think maybe that sparked a little bit of like motivation like I wanted to get to that point and I wanted to make once I found out about like international teams I wanted to make that but going into that first meet I was like 
what is weightlifting still? I, I don't I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, and you guys who got into it like early days, 2013, 2014, it's it's nothing like it is now. My first It's so much bigger. Yeah, my first meet was I did a local meet and then I did the American Open in 2018, the one in Valley Forge. So mm-hmm. like I got there and it's like a spectacle. There's like so much going on, but I can imagine like a couple years before that there wasn't much, you know, going into these things. I think they had senior nationals in 2013 in a roller skating rink. Yeah, I've heard like I've heard that story. Maybe there was like 15 people there like at a time. It was just <laughs> It's so weird to think about. So like when you're when you're doing that and you're like, okay, I can be good at that, good at this sport where you like, eh, it's not, it's not like, I just think of my perspective when I come in and it's like the, the meets are well done, they're well put on, but were you like, eh, I don't know if this is like, no one's really watching this or no one's really going to the meets actually the first meet when i did youth nationals like i did my last clean and jerk and i was like that's it like it's over like that was so much fun like we should do more like i i should get more attempts that was so much fun so i i had a lot of fun i don't think i ever really thought like i could be good at this i think i just started out and i was having like a lot of fun competing and that's what like that's why i continued to do it and then i started to get better and i was like i can be the best and that was like that's when the perfectionist started to kick in but I was like I can do way better than that how long did that take like how long were you in be- that in between period where like you're just doing it for fun and then it's like okay I'm really gonna take this seriously and go all in with this I think when I made my first international team which I didn't actually make somebody dropped out so then they bumped me up but you know and then I ended up not making weight it was very tragic but it was youth pan ams it's in the past we just (laughs) like to sweep it under the rug and forget about it um but I think when I made that I thought you know that's exciting like the really good athletes they make the international teams so I think that was when it started and I was going to they used to have those camps at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs um so I was able to attend a lot of those and being around like like the best like weightlifters in the country at the time like that was and the residents the Olympic the, the residents at the Olympic Training Center it was like oh my gosh um I think that was when it like really kicked in that you know I could take this more seriously I could become an, an OTC resident you know make international teams yeah, and we'll definitely get into all that. I definitely want to bring up the Olympics at the end because I know the 49s just went on. So, so yeah, yeah. like I just kind of I want to hear about the journey because it's like you see you see the Instagram, you see what you're doing now, like you're winning American Open finals, you're going on all these international teams. But was there ever a period where you were struggling or like lose interest? The progress wasn't as fast. Uh, I mean, I've definitely had, it kind of comes in waves, like, especially like coming back after a meet and you're just feeling not like yourself. The training's really hard. You're doing a lot of volume um, and it's just like not that fun. Um, But I think uh, 
I struggled the most last year, which I think you know, no, everybody did. Uh, we weren't training for competitions because we didn't know when we'd get to compete again. Um, so I felt like I was just, I wasn't training for any particular reason. Um, I don't know. I just like, I definitely didn't enjoy going to the gym. I even told Dane <laughs> that I didn't like him anymore and I wanted to stop coming. Um, but then, you know, it was, I think it was just cause we weren't competing for a while. Um, and normally when I like feel like I'm tired of lifting, I'm tired of like the sacrifices that you have to put in, you know, constantly like making sure your nutrition's in check. Like I'm getting enough sleep. So like, I'm not going out with my friends, you know, like I'm 22 years old, like all my friends want to go out drinking and stuff. And I don't do that. And I think like, like if I wasn't lifting, I'd be able to do all those things. But I think that that's all outweighed by, you know, making international teams, like all the things that I have accomplished. I think about those, like remind myself of like the end goal. Um, and I think that it puts everything into perspective and I kind of am able to get over that little bump in the road. So how do you deal with that? Like when that comes up, when your friends are like, oh, let's go out. We, we're going to the bars and you have a big competition coming up in a few weeks. Is there any strategies like you use personally to, to get over that? Oh, I just try to ignore it. I just, you know, if they go do something. I stay off my phone that night, like not look at the Instagram stories that they're posting, just watch lifting videos, um, <laughs> watch lifting videos of myself um, and think about like the competition. Try not to think about what they're doing. Think about my goals. Yeah. Do you, so you said you watch your own lifting videos. Is there anybody else that you're watching? Like, do you, are you a fan of weightlifting in general? Not like a huge fan, but I love watching, I hope I say her name right. Kuo Hsing Chan from Chinese Taipei. She, I mean, she has like the best technique in the whole entire world. She makes everything look so effortless. I love, love watching her. <laughs> I know uh, Jake, <laughs> when he was on the podcast, he brought her up as well. Yeah. he Dane uses her as a technical model for like everybody in the gym. We're just like constantly watching videos of Chan all the time for Kuo. So is that something like you're emulating your technique after her yeah i think it's different like for everyone like jake's body type is built a lot different so i don't know who jake is basing his technique off of but i mean i've never met chun but dane seems to think that we are similar in body type so yeah i try to I try to do everything she does i mean if i'm like struggling in training i just think like do it like chun does it just do it like John <laughs> and hope that it all comes together. Yeah. I mean, watching your technique, every, you said she makes everything look so easy. I think when I watch your videos of, of your lifting, it looks the same way. It doesn't even look like you're trying at all. I wish every lift looked like that. <laughs> I should, I should post more of the, the struggle ones that I have. Those are kind of funny because they're just like random too. Like everything will be nice and smooth and perfect and then next rep is like other other side of the spectrum which is wild i look like jake <laughs> <laughs> have you um 
so like in i know instagram's pretty weird especially in a sport where everyone's you're competing on numbers all the time so so it's really easy to get caught up in comparing yourself to other people is is uh is that something that you struggle with i think it was in the past when i was younger i used to compete against megan siegert and i was constantly like looking to see what she was doing and training what her numbers were and then eventually i was like it it doesn't even matter like just worry about yourself um and i don't know since then i just i'm able to like block out things there I, i don't like spend time thinking about it i can see it and like move on with my life i don't it, it's never worked out for me to really like care about what other people were doing if i just worry about myself everything seems to work out nice yeah i think that's like a good uh good thing for life in general yeah it makes it easier with the being able to mute people's posts on instagram now that makes things a little easier (laughs) yeah for sure and even your boyfriend jake like he was somebody who when i first got into lifting i'm seeing him post and i'm like holy shit how is he snatching this weight like i'm never gonna be there and uh for a period I was like well this is stupid like I'm never gonna get to this level and now I think I'm at the point where I can look at it and be like wow that's amazing like he's able to do that and I'll probably never get to that level which is fine but it's it's just cool to see somebody who's your weight who's relatively similar to you and be like wow that's that's what the body is has potential to do yeah seeing it and not like immediately diminishing like what you're doing just acknowledging what they're doing, being happy for that person and moving on. Yeah. So do you guys go back and forth? Like, do you kind of, I know you're, obviously you're not competing in the same weight class or even the same gender, but like, do you guys compare to each other, you and Jake? Not, I mean, Jake will tell everyone that I'm a better weightlifter than he is. I don't, Jake is just like, naturally good at like a lot of things that he does so even if I'm better at weightlifting he's better at literally everything else in the world than me so I I don't know I'm trying to think if you've ever like maybe if I know for a while last year Dane had us on this like crazy squat program where we were squatting first before like doing snatch or clean and jerk variations so I wonder if, and like at one point, like it was just like stagnant and then everybody started PRing their back squats. So maybe like then Jake and I were like battling over who could like hit the most squat PRs in a week or like something like weird like that maybe. But I mean, if you ask him, I can guarantee Jake, Jake will tell you I'm a better weightlifter and I just smile <laughs> and agree with him. <laughs> Yeah, it just seems like in general from from kind of seeing some of this stuff that Dane puts out on YouTube and then your videos, you're you never get super excited. So I know you said you're a perfectionist, but every time you hit a lift, it just kind of you you can't really tell if it's a PR or if it's your first warm up. You're just like you have the exact same face. Jake is constantly like on me about that. Just like you need to like show a little emotion. Like I'll hit like a massive PR and just like oh. <laughs> I could have done this differently or like it felt slightly off. I'm I Pan Am's when I clean and jerked one oh seven. 
I said a day. I still have one more attempt left, but like I knew I, I got silver, and I was saying to Dane, like I just feel like such a noodle. Like my legs are like I'm a noodle. Like I don't have anything left in me. Like you just got silver. You just like secured the silver medal. And then went and clarked 109. It's funny to just hear because you know as somebody who's watching you're like wow her technique is so good it looks so easy and then you're picking apart all the things that you do wrong yeah i was just at a camp in salt lake not just it was like a few months ago um and everybody was commenting on my technique and i was like but i do this and this and this wrong watch it next time you'll see it you'll see that i do all these things wrong like why don't you just accept the compliment (laughs) Is that something that you talk about with your coach, like kind of overanalyzing yourself? Do you ever just kind of go back to the basics and be like, hey, we're not going to worry so much about technique? Or even is there like a certain weight you get to where it's like you kind of limit the cues and you just kind of trust trust in yourself? Yeah, I think when I get like above 75, maybe 70, things are like, okay, Um but yeah, above 75, I, I try and stop thinking about cues. And I'm sure, Dane, I mean, not so much in training. I just try and, you know, if I do a lift and Dane has comments that he wants to give me, I just take it in and try and make the corrections that he wants. But if he doesn't say anything, I am assuming that he didn't think there was anything that wrong with it. I think I'm, I'm different around Dane. Uh, where I'm not like so critical of myself, um, but like going home at night and watching videos, like of like a, a it, it could be like a PR like high hangs match. I'm like, well, like I did this wrong, and maybe if I would have done it correctly, I could have went up three kilos and did more. Are you and like do you enjoy only enjoy hearing the negative feedback? Do you like when you get positive feedback or no? Uh, I think with Dane, positive feedback can be rare, especially when he means it. He can be a little sarcastic. Um, so when he does give po- positive feedback and he, he really does mean it, it, it does, it feels good. But I, I wouldn't say I want negative feedback, but it goes back to the perfectionist in me that like, I know there is always something that like I'm supposed to be working on. So I just want him to tell me like am I doing this right am I doing this right so that I can fix those because I think that I'm just going to be able to fix everything and everything's going to be perfect one day but in reality it's not yeah it's like you're you're doing the same two lifts over and over again knowing that you're never going to get them exactly perfect but you still have to try and like you still do the sport for as long as you're going to do it no, you have to like know that and kind of accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I, I'm a person who I'd rather you tell me what I'm doing wrong. And then if I do something right, I'm like, okay, thanks. Like I should have been. So I guess we're kind of similar in that sense. Yeah. I think like Dave could be like, that was such a good lift. I'm like, cool. Thanks. <laughs> Next one. 
Well, let's talk about uh, uh, Pan Ams, like the experience with that, or just even any of these these big time competitions that you're going to. You're you're at the point where you're traveling the world to compete in weightlifting. So, so kind of just walk us through what it what a meet week is like, how um how you kind of get there and the training hall, all that experience. Probably was like the first international meet. I don't want to say that I took seriously, but like I actually was like like this is like senior Pan Ams like it's not like a bunch of kids like everybody is like you you look at it as like your job like you come here you're supposed to make all six lifts and like represent your country and hopefully medal and like then you go home so I put a lot of pressure on myself because I think like you want to do well at like youth Pan Ams youth world juniors um, but like seniors, like they take it so, so seriously. So that week leading up to competing, like before we left, just like making sure that like my nutrition is on point. I probably was like super lazy when I wasn't at the gym, like con- trying to conserve like every little bit of energy, just like laying on the sofa, watching TV in the Normatec, only eating, you know, when I'm supposed to be, when I cut weight Dane kind of has me on like a weird meal plan where he'll like tell me what to eat at what times of the day it's like interesting but it it works because I make weight um but yeah just like making sure every little detail leading up to that competition is absolutely perfect and then training you want to know about like the training hall like Pan Am's training yeah yeah like kind of that whole the whole couple days leading up to it I mean, this one, this time around, it was like really weird because of COVID and the restrictions, like trying, like you weren't really supposed to like go out and do things, especially before you competed, Um, didn't want you getting sick. So the first day we went to training, I mean, the whole team wasn't even there yet. They were flying out, everybody in groups. Um, I don't even know if we trained with any of the other countries because I think we were the only ones there and they were trying to spread everything out so that there was social distance and stuff. So like the first time I saw like my competitions, competitors other than Jordan um, was at weigh-ins when we competed. Um, I think it's like kind of similar to like nationals. You know, like you see people that you do know that you've been competing with for a while. Oh, like excited. You're seeing everybody, but it's pretty similar. Maybe I'm not comparing that, but maybe I shouldn't be comparing that, but I kind of think it is. How much weight do you cut? Uh, I weigh around like 51 kilos. So it's, it's like maybe like sometimes from 52 but normally it's like 51 so it's just those two kilos and we start out like a month or two out from the competition so then it's like slow and steady like dropping not losing any muscle do you do any sort of water cutting or do you stay away from that no i don't i don't do any water cuts i don't spit unless I absolutely have to. Um, I don't know. I sauna more so for like recovery. And Dane actually had me sauna leading up to Pan Am's to get like acclimated to the heat, which I 
I think it's crazy, but like, I do think it worked a little bit because it was so cold here. It was like 50 and then it was in the nineties in the Dominican. So yeah, no, I didn't, I just like, it's like portions, making sure that I'm just getting enough protein in, but nothing crazy. No, I don't do like a water cut or anything. Yeah. Every, everyone who I've talked to who does them, I'm like, you've convinced me to not do that ever. <laughs> like drinking like two, two or three gallons of water and then, uh, and then just peeing nonstop for like <laughs> 24 hours that no, thank you. I've heard people say they get easier the more they do them too, but I'm just, I hope to never have to do that. Yeah, I don't, for, I don't want to <laughs> for sure. Me either. Well, and I'm definitely not at the level where it's even like worth it. But for you, yeah. maybe in the future it could be could be something. But yeah, if you don't it's have not. to. Yeah. So okay, so it sounds like it's pretty it's pretty boring. You're just kind of going to the training hall. You lift and you're conserving as much energy as possible. What's uh, what's maybe talk about weigh-ins and then after that, what's what's like your competition ritual? Are you doing anything the same every time? Um, I normally I eat the same foods i make sure i have a protein shake with my creatine making sure i have those electrolytes for i don't know that's what dane tells me to eat (laughs) um but i normally just like you know do some stretching i try and stay off of my phone because even like i get i just get too in my head very easily so even like the good luck texts that you're getting from everybody it's it's still just like too much so I just stay off my phone I just kind of tell myself positive affirmations mantras whatever um if there was like something that I was telling myself before training every day that was working leading up to the need I make sure I stick with that um but I just hang out and eat sometimes Dane will try and tell me my openers and my attempts which just freaks me out so I hate when he does that but yeah I just hang out and try and make the time go by faster just I can't watch any lifting beforehand that freaks me out are you a music are you a music person you stay away from it almost like I like being in control of things so but I like like hearing things around me I try and be present I guess I don't know I get I just get too too in my head so I think like listening to music I don't think it would distract me I think it would just where I can kind of like hear different voices and just think about what's going on around me instead of you know how things are going to go out on the platform is that something that you've experimented with like did you ever do music or ever do something that really didn't work or you've just kind of always this was this has been your routine all along yeah I've never like listened to music you know when I'm warming up I know a lot of people do that uh no I think I just like I'm always like trying to hear if like Dane is like trying to get my attention (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean that I think that's good if you're able to to be present 
for some people it, it might take music or it might take reading or mm-hmm. whatever taking a nap but if you if you have your strategy and that's what works you kind of i i picture like the football locker room where you have some people who are like banging their head against the locker yeah. and then some people are just listening to their headphones and not really doing anything so so yeah i think that shows like how Jake and I are like polar opposites because he's probably like the person like listening to music, like getting super hype. And I'm just like, yay, like happy to be here. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you nervous at all during that time? Yes. And that's why I like, I need to just like, I just like repeat like a mantra or like think about like something funny that happened like that my dad did like recently because I just I get too ahead of myself and like too in my head about things so anything so that I don't think about like my first lift my second lift like before I even attempt them I just try and focus on like that moment right there what's an example mantra or are you allowed to tell us I mean I just cheesy things like I'm strong, I'm beautiful, I'm trying to tell myself I'm confident. Um, Something my grandfather used to tell me all the time was that I'm so much stronger than I give myself credit for. I'm I'm so much stronger than I think. So I just tell myself that because I am. With clerking, I don't always think that. It's like, ah. Um, Just like positive things. I don't know. There's just like things I tell myself in training or like, I just think like, okay, I've been like, my heels have been popping early in a snatch. So like, just think about like digging your heels down in the lift or like, I'll just kind of envision like an empty barbell, me just like lifting it with like perfect technique, like in my mind. Yeah, it seems like you have some sports psychology stuff without even realizing that it's like sports psychology. I've yeah. gotten gotten to have one on the podcast and and I feel like he would probably tell you to do the same thing, like repeat a mantra and and be confident in yourself, but if you're if you haven't done the training and you and you know you're not prepared, I think it's a little bit different. But if you mm-hmm. get to the competition and you know that you're prepared, you did the training cycle, you did the recovery, that there's really nothing that you can do at that point. It's just all about lifting. And I mean, I can imagine you've probably done, you know, hundreds of thousands of snatches and clean and jerks in your life. Yeah. It's a, it's almost ingrained at that point. Yeah. Just zone out and let it happen. That's what I try to do. Dane told me, I think, at nationals on clean and jerks he said to cut my head off so that I don't like cut that off from the rest of your body and don't don't think about anything else other than making lifts it's like okay <laughs> so what's um so what's go like what are you doing in between temp attempts same thing just listening to Dane and and just kind of sitting there trying to stay present yeah I think if he you know wants to give me a cue um we kind of talk about that but normally he doesn't um after my first attempt he doesn't I think Dane just tries to help he he, he helps to 
keep me in that that positive headspace and just like tell myself tell, he tells me like you're so strong like you can do it like I'm not going to put any weight on the bar that I don't think you're capable of hitting so then he walks away and you know there's like a moment of like oh my god I'm so scared and then I kind of just no you're strong you can do it like you made it here like go show them that you're strong enough uh, but just you know trying not to let any negative thoughts get in just keeping the positive mindset rolling yeah and then uh spoiler alert you uh did really well ended up winning a silver medal so so what you're doing is working what's it what's it like being being on the podium at one of those those huge competitions it's really cool i mean like you're representing your country so like you get to hold the flag that's really exciting um but it, it just like i mean after that that meet specifically like there was so much that like i was working on leading up to it it was just kind of like a sigh of relief like it was over and like i did what i had to do like that's i was just like a huge sigh of relief so what what's next like after you have you have a great competition like that you're ranked second in the u.s is there anything next that you're looking at chasing like goals wise or just yeah like, yeah i mean i made the world team with that 189 total so I think it would be really cool to medal at Worlds if I continue to work and increase that total, hopefully. <laughs> uh, so, like, I mean, after Pan Ams, I took some time off, uh, just like a week, um, and then get back into it, like, work on technique, maybe, you know, not go as heavy right away and just slowly build back up, work on technique and keep holding that technique and just making more technical gains so that you know a 190 195 total at worlds in november or whenever worlds is supposed to be i keep hearing different months yeah i mean that's that's awesome and uh yeah i mean just did you watch any of the olympics or at least see the replay yeah, I saw the replay of just the 49A session. I didn't see the B. Uh, I mean, it's crazy that a 49 is totaling 210 kilos and making it look like so easy too. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, that 94, I think it was 94. It looked like a power uh -huh. snatch. Yeah. I, and her insane. clean and jerks, like her opener... And then she jumped five kilos to her second attempt, and like there, nothing changed. It, it would have looked like she did the same way over again. It was like so perfect. So what's it feel like knowing that you? I mean, you would have went to the Olympics and competed. You would have been, you know, close to the podium, basically. I mean. Jake has been like telling me that like all morning, like you could have done so well there. And I don't know. I'm trying not so much, not really to think about it. I think like the goal is 2024. So I'm just thinking like once we're there, like that's when it, when it matters. But I mean, it is motivating to see that like, you know, my 189 total from Pan Ams and, you know, I've totaled like 190, 191. Yeah, this is the goal, but you're kind of staying present and 
trying not to compare yourself, which I think is really cool. I think it's awesome yeah. if you if you kind of go in with the mindset like every day of training, like 2024, 2024, that's the goal. It might be hard, especially weightlifting is such a difficult mental sport. If you put that much pressure mm -hmm. on yourself, it can be hard to to maintain that level of discipline. Yeah, exactly. Is there so is there anything you do outside of the gym to to keep yourself healthy? I mean, weightlifting is not, it can't be the only thing that you do. So like, what else do you do to, to keep your mind and your body healthy? Um, so I love taking pictures. I'm not like a photographer by any means, but I have a cousin Hudson who is like my favorite person in the whole world. So I, I watch him every week. Um, and I also babysit my coach Dane, his twins Keenan and Seneca and I think that's like and I mean kid like they're, they're like two and a half three years old they don't judge you like they're just having fun with life <laughs> so they're they're fun to be around um but I love photography taking pictures taking pictures of Hudson um Jake and I like to go on like walks or I'll go on walks by myself um listening to like the podcast or something um, I love naps, like long naps too. <laughs> My life is so boring. I just think about like weightlifting all the time. Like, what am I going to do tomorrow in training? <laughs> what do you think separates you from weightlifting? Is there anything that you can do that, or is it photography where you're like not thinking about weightlifting at all? Or is there anything yeah. that you have like hobbies wise? Uh, I think like photography and like reading books. I like to read books. Um, and I go to school too um, for accounting. So like all oh, like- I'm an accountant. I, I, I graduated with accounting degree too. It's like pure torture right now. That's, I just am constantly questioning why I picked this major, but I'm hoping that'll change soon. What year are you in school? Um, so this is like complicated because I go <laughs> part, I go part time. So like, not like the standard four years, but I have about like two years left, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you need, need any help with the accounting, I'm not doing anything with it right now, but if you need my notes or anything, let me know. <laughs> With the COVID, like learning accounting online, I'm just like, I can Google this stuff. Like, what? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. School was rough. Accounting definitely, like, the first, the first two classes you take, like, accounting one and two, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the easiest major ever. And then we yeah. took, like, intermediate accounting. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? No, oh like, I'm so, I got over, I got past intermediate one and two. I'm just really excited that. I did that. That's like one of my proudest accomplishments <laughs> is getting past intermediate one and two. <laughs> and all that you've, you've done in weightlifting and you're, you know, saying intermediate accounting is your biggest accomplishment. Have you, this is an interesting thing that I think about. I, I've talked to a lot of CrossFitters and a lot of high level weightlifters and I know it can kind of take over your life for a long time where you're always competing and 
I'm the same way I played baseball all growing up. And it was like, you always had the next game or practice or competition. Have you ever thought about what you're going to do after weightlifting's over? I know for a fact that I will not be involved in the sport. Like, I don't really want to be a coach. I don't want to continue going to national meets and, you know, refereeing and working within USA weightlifting. I think when I'm done, I need to completely move on, but I haven't like thought like, I guess, you know, maybe working as an accountant, hopefully with that degree, hopefully using my degree. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really have any interest in, you know, getting into coaching. I know that's like a lot of, a lot of athletes like aspire to do that when they're done with weightlifting or they're, when they're done with their athletic career. Um, but no, I just, I'm trying to think about now and 2024, Dane talks about 2028 sometimes. I'm just, I'm just going to lift while I can. And when it's time to be done, it's time to be done. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's probably easier said than done though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to like want to let this sport go so easily. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, you're doing the same two things. It's like, you like, how are you actually going to get that out of your head? Like always trying to be better at these two things. And then you're at one point or another, you're going to be like, well, I can't get any better at these. So I guess it's time to do something else. But it's so easy with that routine. Yeah. So this is, this has been really fun. Where can people find you if they want to follow your training journey and kind of, kind of see the road to worlds in uh, November? I'm only on Instagram. My Instagram is at Haley Reichert. That's H-A-Y-L-E-Y. And then hopefully my last name will just pop up afterwards. So I don't have to spell it. Uh, but yeah, I post a lot on Instagram, my training. So pretty much only training on my Instagram. So if you're interested in the weightlifting, it's perfect for you. Well, cool. Thank you so much for coming on. This was really fun. Thank you for having me. Once again, thanks so much to Haley for coming on the show. If you want to follow her, her Instagram will be linked up right in the show notes. You can also find my Instagram page at Better Than Yesterday Pod right there. So if you enjoyed this one, just make sure to share it out on your story. Let people know that you listen to the podcast. Hopefully get some new listeners to find the show. And if you guys do want to support a little further, I have two ways that you can do that this week. I have better than yesterday refocus band so if you want one of them they are ten dollars just uh, shoot me a dm on instagram and i'll be sure to hook you up and then richmondweightlifting.com if you need yourself a pair of wrist wraps uh these are leather wrist wraps so they're super sturdy and secure i've had a bunch of wrist issues in the sport of weightlifting so these are the best wraps that have worked for me if you use the code bty10 at richmondweightlifting.com, you'll get 10% off. You'll help support me. You'll help support your wrist and stay healthy in the sport of weightlifting. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one, and I look forward to talking to you next week.